Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of our Amateur Spotlight Series here on Whiskey Throttle Media. I'm your host, Brent Bowser. We're here today catching back up with Brock Bennett. What's going on, Brock? How are you, man? How's it going, Brent? Good, man. Hey, I know we talked, I think it was end of last year. You know, you're really one of the first interviews I had on this Amateur Spotlight podcast. So I thought it'd be cool to get you back on here and kind of just catch up on, you know, your 2023 year. You had some injuries. You had made a splash in the outdoors, uh, but so I just kind of wanted to run through that with you. But just before we get started, just kind of give, again, let's get a little background on you for those who may have not listened to the first podcast, you know, just who you are, where you're from, how old you are, things that people may not know about you. So I'm, uh, obviously, my name's Rock Bennett. I'm from Bakersfield, California. I've been racing since I was five years old, and uh, I just started my first pro year, I guess, official pro year this year. and off to a rough start, but we had some highs to keep it going. Yeah. You know, the beginning of the year, you were planning to race Supercross Futures. You go to Anaheim for your first Supercross Futures race. And obviously had a big get off. If anybody hasn't seen the video, it was pretty, pretty nasty. Um, so you didn't get to race any Supercross Futures, but kind of run us through that day or just a little bit of that day of, you know, being in Anaheim, being in the stadium and then, you know, what took place that day and then, you know, kind of how it unfolded from there. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was pretty nervous, and we were kind of underprepared for Supercross. And I, I just went to a dumb move, and I tried to seat bounce something pretty hard, and it kind of rebounded and kicked me in the butt. And I landed right in my head, knocked myself out, and messed up my wrist and messed up my liver or something like that. Yeah, and so that that took you out for a while. How long were you off the bike from that wreck at Anaheim? I think only about a month and a half, but the issue was when I got back on the bike, I belly flopped pretty bad at Glen Helen practicing, and I got another two months out from another kidney injury. And so your plan was, so obviously when you got hurt at Anaheim, the goal kind of switched to trying to make a run for the outdoors. Was that pretty much the plan? And then you kind of, it got pushed back further and further because of those injuries. Yeah. So obviously we're just, everything got focused outdoors, kind of scrapped up the Supercross season. And so we were looking good for the uh, Apollo around and we were going to do that. And then that happened and then everything kind of, kind of came to a screeching halt. And it, that was a pretty good one. I stayed, I think I spent five nights in the hospital. It's pretty scary. And our goal was Thunder Valley. That was at least my goal. I thought I could get three weeks on the bike. I could be healthy enough and fit enough because with my kidney I was able to train luckily do most of the stuff just not do anything that could damage it again wrecking and whatnot so Thunder Valley was the goal and I ended up not even being on the bike by Thunder Valley I think it was like a week or two after and so then it was the next weekend I was going to go the next weekend and it just we were making horrible progress in the bike and I was just uh the back-to-back injuries like that you have no you realize you don't have any time on the bike that year and it really was catching up to me on my ability and stuff but uh luckily the goal was millville and i was gonna go got everything ready it was packed and i just had a horrible week on the bike and we decided that it would be best to wait another week which i'm glad it did because it worked out for washigal yeah definitely and i'm curious you know you being 19 you're still young when you have these crashes like that, when you get back on the bike, does any of that still go through your mind? Like, oh man, I can't crash, got to ride conservative? Or are you able to still block that stuff out? Because I'm sure it's pretty hard to block it out, especially when you have some pretty bad injuries back to back. Do you think about it when you get back on the bike or is it kind of just forgotten and you're out there riding? 
Uh, initially you do, but honestly, man, once you get in the moment and if like you're in a, especially doing like sprints with a bunch of other guys, you want to put a good time down and you just kind of, you forget about that. You focus on the task at hand. Yeah. I think that maybe the difference between you guys that are really good and, and then, you know, as normal vet weekend writers, once we get hurt, we're like, oh man, we take six months off and we're afraid about everything. So that's probably why you guys are where you're at. So, you know, that's cool. And it's, I'm sure it's hard to do, but then, like you said, you really made your debut in 2023 at Washougal. I wouldn't call it local because we're Bakersfield, but it's on the West Coast. I'm not sure if you had ridden there before, but dude, I mean, you went out there, first race, bet you were hurt multiple times, didn't have a whole lot of time on the bike, and you went 18-17 for 19th overall, which is interesting how that worked, but I mean, that's that those are really good moto scores for one jumping in the series when everybody's been racing all year long and you've been kind of, you know, laid up on the couch, if you will, with some injuries. So you had to have been pretty stoked with that. Yeah, Washougal went actually surprisingly well. My goal was points and we got that, but just how easy they came and just how the whole weekend was, it was great. And luckily, and it worked out being Washougal too, because I used to race for it, JMC Motorsports that is from that area. So I rode Washougal more than I would have wanted to. So <laughs> it was nice. And what do you think about that track? You know, if pe for people that haven't been there, I went there a long time ago and I remember thinking before I got there, like, you know, you see the trees and the dark dirt. You're thinking, man, this place is just like the best. It's motocross heaven. But when you get there in the morning, it's slimy. It's really slick. And then it gets kind of baked hard pack later in the afternoon. Um, what are your thoughts, Washougal? I mean, it looks great, but it is it is it a fun track to ride and race, or is it just kind of sketchy? It's pretty sketchy. It's really deceiving how the dirt is, and you kind of you learn over the years of kind of what to what to take and what to get there. And it's it's just not a very fun track. The roost hurts. It's very challenging with how slick it is and how much it'll catch you off guard. And yeah, especially with the shadows and stuff. You know, you you drop it in right there before the finish line. You go from sun to shadow, sun to shadows. You can't see really can't see the dirt right there. It's so dark and it's the dirt so dark and it's so dark in the, in the shadows. So definitely makes it difficult. So that, but I mean, going in there going 18, 17, I know you're trying to get points, but were you surprised with surprised with those results or were, did you think you, you'd be there so quickly? When you look at the result sheets and you kind of know the guys you could beat and the other guys that are kind of iffy, we were right there with that, but the, it, how easy it came is it was just, you got a, I got an okay start, but you just did the laps and it kind of, the whole race came to me. It wasn't, I was never under pressure. I was never fighting for my life or anything like that. It was, you just did the laps and kept clicking solid laps off. And, and yeah, I was on a, the first moto. I was completely on an Island by myself and, and I just kept, kept going and got that dialed. And then the second moto, it was a little bit more difficult, but at the same time, it, I, I was never worried about losing position. It was always just going forward the whole time. I'm not, I'm not sure about you, but I kind of like being on an island out there by myself, especially if you're in a good spot. You know, you're like, no one's behind you pressuring, so you kind of be in your own, and maybe you can try to catch toe to someone in front of you, but it, you don't have someone breathing out of your neck the whole time. Yeah, no, it was nice. It was very unstressful. You're more worried about yourself than anything, get your mind lost, but it went good. I was really happy with those results because I, I know I had you in Pulp MX Fantasy, and you definitely maxed out that day, and I remember them talking to your picture and was like, point. It was like 0.4% pick trend. So I was stoked with those results. And I'm sure you were stoked with those results too. But I think it's interesting that when they go through the results and I was listening to you know a lot of different podcasts after that, there wasn't a lot of people that really familiar with your name. 
you've been a pretty decent amateur your whole career. And I don't know if you've just been overlooked or what, but you go in there and I know Preston made his debut there too. And I can't remember if you beat him both motos, but you beat him one moto. Did anybody come up to you like, and or did it open up anybody's eyes? Anybody reach out after that? Or was it just like good, good weekend on it the next? Uh, it was just on to the next. Nothing really, nothing came about it. I know I got mentioned in a podcast, which was cool. It was kudos, but nothing crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. And I guess you have to put it in perspective, right? That was your best moto finish. I mean, I know you raised Paul the year before the last round, but it was really your first, it was your pro debut after a bunch of injuries. That was a solid first first race. Then you go into Unadilla and then you get a 16th, the first moto there. So you that's your best moto of the year. And I can only assume you've never ridden Unadilla before. You know, we're from California, so it's uh, it's pretty far away. Yeah, I never ridden it. And they don't ride the national track. It's only for the race. So it was good. I, I The track was a blast. I mean, it was super fun, but really ruddy, really challenging. And I'm usually pretty good in the ruts, but they were pretty gnarly to where mm-hmm. you were always on your toes and just having to be on the edge every everywhere. And that moto was, it was quite, quite interesting because I got a really good start. I was top, almost top 10 on the first lap and I completely threw an anchor and <laughs> dropped all the way, I think back out of the points, like 21st, 22nd. And then I just kind of, I, I found a flow again on the track and I built up to a good speed and I started clicking down laps and we got up to 15th and I made a dumb mistake towards the end. I was panicking because Mumford was catching me <laughs> and, uh, but it wasn't, I, I, I mentally, he's catching me and I was just, I, I wanted to keep, I want to keep pulling away rather than just try mm-hmm. to stop the bleeding. So I was, and a lapper got in my way and I tried to force it around the outside and, and wrecked, but. I lost two positions and I luckily I got, I believe it was Derek Kelly back on the last lap. So took 16th and then the second moto, I was in 17th off the opening stages and I ended up having a little tip over and it ripped my uh, handguard off and how our KTM handguards are, they, they bolt into the brake, mm-hmm. how they mount. So when it ripped the handguard off, I didn't have a bolt in for my, or nothing to thread the bolt in or the brake so my front brake just ended up popping off right after the halfway point just and if everybody knows with ruts and that real steep downhill the i don't know if they call it like the elevator or whatever mm-hmm. i was just i was already getting lapped at that time too so there's no point of continuing on yeah i can't imagine you know trying to ride that especially that track with no front brake you're pretty much just you might be as a, had, a hazard yourself out there so coming from California and riding that type of track that's that ruddy, we don't have that many tracks that get super ruddy out here. And obviously your first time there, was it hard to learn? It really was the first pro national that you went to that you hadn't ridden before. How was it just trying to learn the track and put down a heater and then ride ruts that maybe we're not used to riding out here? Was it hard to adapt or was it something you're like, you just gelled with right away? Well, you watch like the races before, you know, mm-hmm. over and over again and it's it's difficult because I think that track, it wasn't necessarily about taking the inside line or how fast you hit that rut. It was taking the the fastest line. And, and it was very good because there's so many choices to choose from that there could be multiple lines in a corner that are good and you don't think much of it. You don't go straight to the inside. And that was good. And I made it more difficult on myself too because luckily my first time I set in the first qualifying session would have got me in. But I ended up losing my engine, I think, two laps in the second qualifying session. So... I had uh, maybe 20 minutes on the track total before mm-hmm. the first moto, which is difficult too from coming first time riding it and mm-hmm. not having uh not having the experience with other people that done it years past. Yeah. And 
and I'll ask you about this in a little bit, but I was curious. It, it's got to be, you don't, people on the outside don't really think about that. You know, especially if you guys go on to these races for the first time or you're racing as guys that have ridden there maybe eight to 10 years or, or whatever they've ridden these tracks, they know how they developed where there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of advantages that come from that stuff to where you go out there first time and then, you know, you have the engine problem where you're, you literally had 20 minutes on the track, maybe, and then you're jumping into race a 30 plus two. So you can imagine being at a little bit of a disadvantage with some of these places that you go to for the first time and you don't have a whole lot of time on them. So you go from Unadilla, 16th first moto, which obviously was really good. Had that issue, second moto. Then you go to Butts Creek. I know you had a rough day there. I think you end up hurting your thumb in the second moto, or was it the first moto? Kind of run us through the day, Buzz Creek. That track looks right. amazing to ride. Looks like a cool facility. Probably your first time there too. What were your thoughts of the track itself? And then kind of how was your day there? So the whole weekend at Buzz Creek was bad, just from the flights and everything like that. Getting there, I had troubles and whatnot. I really did not like the track. A lot of people told me I would like it. My trainer, he was very, very happy with me riding it and was going to think it suited me well but it it really didn't it was difficult with tire choice being on a paddle or a traditional tire and it's the whole entire bottom is super soft but the second you get out of the out of the little canyon it is extremely like blue groove hard packed and i just never gelled with the track very well and the first moto with the red flag it kind of hurt me i was running i think 20th or 21st right right in the edge and the red flag kind of hurt us because we were after the restart with Deacon going down, it pushed everybody wide. And I was one of the ones that got pushed out really far. And then Moto2, it was going okay, not great, but just trying to hang in there with everybody. And I ended up getting taken out by Volan uh, pretty aggressively. And it just completely ruined my day. And I should have just kind of took him, just rode it in basically and just did my laps. But I was trying to make up time and try to get a good second Moto to kind of highlight the week so it wasn't a complete wash. But I was pushing too hard and I overshot one of the triples up the hills and I landed in braking bumps and went over the bars, head over hills and messed my thumb up. And that was the main issue at the time. And so we went in and I sadly had a DNF. My bars were mangled and I actually, coincidentally enough, I snapped my front brake lever clean off. So it was <laughs> just like the week prior. Man, we got to get but, you. We got to get you some of those brake levers that are just maybe... That welds it on there it can't come yeah. off <laughs> yeah we need the uh the arc unbreakable yeah, the rubber yeah. ones yeah. so those were your three races for the year and i gotta know going into these then kind of learning the format obviously you didn't have a whole lot to get from it with three races but was there anything that surprised you from maybe practice having to throw a heater down quick or the motos the length the intensity like anything that stood out to you that you're like dude i know i need to work on this or something that you didn't expect just what are your thoughts on all of that? Mainly just the the first lap speed, man. It's it's hard to get right up there with them and run the pace because it always seemed like I lost positions on the first lap. And I almost kind of like a diesel has, takes a little bit of time to get going. But that was probably the biggest thing is just that's probably what we would work on is just the overall sprint pace from the get-go. Yeah, and you mentioned that you had a deal, you had that good start and you kind of dropped the anchor for a little bit, then you made up those positions. Do you think that was because you're up front, you know, cl close to top 10 and obviously you're around all those factory guys and they're just sending it and you're probably trying to do the same. Do you think that had a little bit to do with it where if you would have started back in your normal position, you probably would have been better, maybe wouldn't have blown up so much. Do you think it was just by being up front and trying to run that pace? Yeah, I do. It was, it was difficult too, just trying to learn the track and, and I wasn't trying to 
to overdo it in a sense. And I didn't want to push it too hard to tip over and lose all those positions. So I was trying to be conservative and, and probably too conservative at the time. And the, and the factory bikes are just, they're good too. Like I was, I remember getting past, I think both, both sides of me, I was getting passed by star bikes <laughs> up a hill. They, they blew by me. And yeah, especially in the 250 class. I mean, 450 is they're obviously fast enough, but I, I know in the 250 class, the horsepower is a premium, right? And, and you're not a huge guy. I know you're on a KTM and you have a good bike, but it's it's got to be just totally different when you're, like you said, you're going against those star bikes and you know some of the other bikes out there where you know they just have a whole lot of power for one start and so then two, just making things a lot easier around the track. So um, definitely probably makes it a little bit more difficult on yourself. Yeah, especially if you make that little mistake coming out of a corner and they'll just swallow you up. They have that handicap and helps out a lot. So how would you sum up 2023 as a whole? Obviously injuries, but then you came back, like we talked about, you were off the bike for a while, you come back in, you score points in your 3-3 motos, had your best result, 16th in a moto. Ultimately, you hurt your thumb at Bud's Creek, but injuries aside, were you pretty happy with some of the rides that you had for the limited amount of time that you were out there? Yeah, definitely. Two out of three rounds, I was pumped. You know, I was happy. You're going to next, next week practicing. Everything's just... Everything's better, you know, happier overall. But yeah, 2023 in a whole has just been, it has been a total struggle of a year and a lot of work for very little to show for. But the last, like I said, the last two rounds of outdoors went really well. And it's kind of a little bit of that satisfaction to get you through the next year, you know, a little motivation. Yeah, no kidding. And Again, injuries aside, those are good results. You have something to build off of, and you've ha you have some experience under your belt now, knowing what to expect moving forward. So, what have you been up to since you recovered from your injury from Bud's Creek? What have you been up to since the last race that you did there, and until now, like what have you been up to? Have you been just prepping and riding, kind of taking some time off? So, what have you been up to? So, we had surgery after Bud's Creek, not my thumb on a on a pass injury from Anaheim. And been recovering from that. I just got on the bike not too long ago and just been kind of slowly getting my feet wet and trying to trying to get a base built back up. And then I just got on the new bike. So we're trying to, it's a whole nother learning curve and trying to learn those and try to get a base setting for next year. And then hopefully by the end of this week or this next coming week, we'll be on Supercross and we'll start getting that ready for Anaheim one or whatever, whatever's up next. I'm not sure with the licensing issues and stuff like that and what we'll be racing, but hopefully I'll be in a stadium soon. Well, yeah, man, I feel like for all things considered, you had some good rides. And like I said, I wanted to catch back up with you after the season to kind of get your thoughts on how everything went to kind of run through your rookie year, really, you know, wish it could have been a, a full year. I'm sure you do too. Um, you know, to, to maybe open some people's eyes with some, cause you're really, really fast. And obviously you show that at some of those motos, um, you know, if you could have showed it at a few more motos, maybe you'd have some people calling and, Offering you some help for next year. So you, we, you talked about it a little bit. So you're, you're hoping for 2024 to race some Supercross. Anything else? Is that is that pretty much what your focus is on for 24 is getting your Supercross license and then going from there? Yeah, just Supercross. And hopefully I could kind of, that's also another last piece of the puzzle. If I could show I could ride Supercross mm -hmm. half decent, then uh, and hopefully we could go, you know, go somewhere with that. So that's the that's the plan. Well, man. Well, hey, dude, we appreciate you jumping on. We'll, we'll keep an eye on you come 2024. Sounds good. Thank you, Brent.